lovers. I'm welcome to the show for today's podcast. I actually have comedian Mike Perkins. I know that I was expecting the other Mike Perkins, but I decided to go ahead and do a switcheroo since he was actually going to be out and everything. So I got another Mike Perkins to go on ahead and talk about swingers. Tell it to everyone, Mike. I'm actually happy. Uh, I think even if we were both on the show, it was going to be a battle to the death. Who's a better Mike Perkins? So I think I won. So I think you did too for now. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, it. You know, Thanks I for feel, having me, man. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime, man. I'm glad to actually have you back on the show. I had a good time when we did Goodfellas on that review on the audio podcast. So yeah. it's good to actually do this live so we can actually see each other and get, you know, just to see where everything is and everything. So, yeah. So anyways. Awesome. All right. So I'm just glad to actually have you back. So we're going to be doing the 1997 Vince Vaughn movie, Swingers, also starring John Favreau. This movie is about this guy who's a struggling comedian. <laughs> and Story and of my basi- life. <laughs> and basically, this is as close as you can probably get to being an entourage movie. If you actually think about it, it was in the 90s. So yeah. he's a struggling comedian. He's also His girlfriend also left him after six months of being with him and he's just beaten up over it Vince Vaughn is over there trying to trying to just boost his confidence up and everything and there's a lot of bromance in this movie that I actually appreciate in this film this is actually my first time actually getting to watch it all the way through because I was I was at a young age where I didn't really fully understand what this movie and concept was actually about but now I actually yeah and I actually appreciate it so what's your initial thoughts on it yeah I didn't I didn't watch it until I think like maybe even after high school or maybe even um like college, I guess, because I went to school for film, uh, as we talked about before. But if you're just tuning in, I was a film major, uh, so I love I love movies too. Movie lovers unite, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always loved this movie just for the fact that it was it was one of it was John Favreau's actually first movie he ever um, kind of wrote and actually like starred in because uh, him and Vince Vaughn they met on the uh, set of Rudy and they were just always just kind of like the kind of like the you know the um, supporting actors and stuff and this was their first time actually doing something and for independent filmmakers this was a huge movie because it was an independent budget and they made it for only two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which is nothing compared to making movies i think they actually tried to make it for a lot more but that's all they could do um and probably like two hundred thousand of it went to like the the casino scene they go to when they go to vegas baby vegas <laughs> Vegas, baby. That was actually uh, one of my favorite things, though, about this film is the connection with the friendship at the very beginning, where John Favreau just doesn't want to go anywhere. And not only that, but it also captures how much money it actually costs to live in Los Angeles, if you actually think about it. Because yeah. you actually look at the one bedroom studio apartment that John Favreau has. The shittiest thing. Really <laughs> in his apartment. So yeah. you definitely could tell that he's actually struggling. Oh, and yeah, for sure. I just love the connection between Vince Vaughn and him. And Vince Vaughn goes, what are you doing? I'm just, just going to go ahead and just eat and yeah. just stay home. He goes, no, we're going, we're going out. He goes, why are we going out? We're just gonna, you're just going to go to a club that you don't like. You're going to bitch about it. And that's going to be the end of it. And then there's nothing to that night. And then Vince goes, we're going to Vegas. And he goes, yeah. no, we're not going to Vegas. He's like, I'm he not goes, going to He's like, we're <laughs> Vegas, man. We're going. And they cut right to them in the car. It's like, all right, we got to wear suits, though, which is exactly. such a thing. I never realized, like, grow, like, it's so crazy to watch the movie now because now I live in L.A., so I'm, like, kind of living Mike's life. I mean, my place is nice. Hey, there's my place. Um, it's a whole lot nicer than Mike. Not struggling that much anymore. Uh, I'm st- you know, everyone's still struggling uh, to be comedians, but I guess. Right. Uh, 
But yeah, Vegas is so it's a three and a half hour drive. So you can do like, you know, a kind of let's go to Vegas tonight, baby. And then you go and then you come back the next morning as they do. You know what I mean? Um, So it's a cool, like spur of the moment thing to do. And uh, Vince was just being that kind of nice friend, which you find out throughout the entire movie, because John's character, Mike, in the movie is just depressed about his girlfriend that he hasn't talked to in six months and just kind of going through that breakup. So he's down in the dumps the whole time. And, uh, you know, that's what's cool about their friendship is Vince is always just there for him. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's what I loved about it, because I, I have this one friend that he's like, come on, we're going out. I said, no, I'm good. I don't we're not going out because, no, we're going to the coast. We're going to go to the casino. I said, and I'm, I actually felt like Vince Vaughn. Bon- I actually felt like John Favreau's character. I'm like, no, I'm good, man. I'm just good. I'm just going to watch a movie. Have some popcorn. <laughs> just no, I'm at your front door right now. I'm like, shit. yeah he's beeping shit yeah right so i'm i love the back and forth between the two of them and then him boosting his confidence is like look girls don't like little furry bears that's what you are you're a furry bear yeah you're money baby you're money you're money baby you're money johnny you're so money john you don't even know it you're so money you're so money (laughs) i just love that dynamic with that part i mean i don't think anybody else could actually have that role other than Vince Vaughn at that time yeah, and, and I also like the casino part where he's telling the girl, "Okay, I'm timing you. I'm timing you right now." <laughs> yeah, he's so like, "Go ahead and get my drinks." Yeah, you and, see this guy? This is the guy behind the guy. The guy behind the guy. <laughs> the guy beneath the guy, or whatever. Yeah. And the girl just goes, "So the guy that's beneath the guy, what do you want to drink?" Yeah. And you know, you know what? I can actually connect with John Favreau's character more because you know certain things actually happened to me like him in my past. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely the sensitive type. I'm definitely the one that would get in the friend zone. So I can actually connect with his character a lot more. And, you know, I really like the dynamic. But also, too, I like it whenever they go on ahead, they go out, they meet these two girls. Yeah. And... <laughs> I mean, it's just the confidence of it. He's just being like, why don't you call a friend? We'll meet up at 6 a.m. And she's like, all right, I will. And he's like, how did that fucking work? How did that even... <laughs> What? He's like, you were so money and that's it. He's like, come on, baby. They want to party. These girls, come on. It's like, come on, baby. They want to party, you know. Goes, you know she's going to bring a hot friend over. You're going to go uh, on ahead. We're going to score. And then we're going to yeah. go home and talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I just did a podcast before this and I was saying how I was going to do a swingers review. And we were talking about swingers a little bit. Uh, my buddy Patrick Ramirez, he's a comic too. And oh, uh, we were saying how like that's one of the truest kind of casino movies like the like a scene from the like in the casino because he's buying in he's so nervous and like he's just like <laughs> about to lose his mind right uh, he's like it's a hundred dollars i'm not doubling down he's like double down baby always double, double down. you always <laughs> double down and then he loses and they end up at like the ten dollar table and then the old lady's like cheering she's like oh my god i don't know what happened here you know, <laughs> right, and then next thing you know, she winds up getting the comps that he's yeah. supposed to get because he was supposed to just block yeah. the uh, bouncers and everything. Because he goes, "Look, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get a bunch of free shit. All we gotta do is just act like we're gonna gamble, but we're really not gonna gamble." And that's how they actually give us stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> then See, he winds up losing close to two hundred dollars at the first table. <laughs> he just loses two hundred right away. Right, which is every <laughs> casino trip I ever go to. I'm like, God damn it, fucking same here. Double down. <laughs> but that's what I love about that. Uh, the one thing I love throughout the entire movie also is just the comedic timing and just the way he cuts um, to different things with the editing and stuff. Like with that, it was so funny that they ended up 
like it, they had that moment. He's like, you lose. And they cut right to them at a $10. T- it's just like throughout the whole movie, you see little snips of that kind of uh, the humor that they br- that bring to it. You know what I mean? Most definitely. I can definitely see that. Oh, my girlfriend's in here, too. Hold on. Nice. Hey, babe. <laughs> but, you know, I definitely have to say the comedic timing is. How do we see? Uh, how do we see? Is this on? Uh, this is on YouTube, right? This is on YouTube and Facebook. Oh, can we? Oh, can we can all chat? Yeah. Comments. Yeah, oh, okay. Can interrupt the show. Talk. Oh, nice. So, I my ex, my ex will probably pop in soon. Your girlfriend's in here, but my ex is going to pop in and interrupt <laughs> me everything I say. So, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a swinger, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Your money, baby. All right. Your money, money. baby. <laughs> Your money. But you know, um, the other thing that I really like, like you mentioned before, was the comedic timing. Uh huh. And you know, I liked it at like whenever. You know, you have Vince Vaughn. They going over there, sleeping with the girl inside the the camper, and yeah. then you have Vince Vaughn, who's acting like he's making out with her. I mean, uh-huh. you have John Favreau that's acting like that he's making out with her. So when it's Vince that Vaughn shot, gets... you think it's the shot of them actually, yeah, doing something. But right. he's like, it's been six months. I don't know. I haven't talked to her. You know, <laughs> and right, he's giving her the whole entire layout of his relationship and everything. Because I don't yeah. know if I should go on hand and do anything. I don't know what to do. And she goes, you know what? You should go on ahead and call her. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> dude, <laughs> you're just screwing this up even more. And that, that kind of humor I love is uh, like the kind of like the little comments under your breath of different mm-hmm. like stuff. Like I do that in my stand up a lot, too. It's just like he's like, it's a it's an 800 number uh, phone card. It's a phone card. I can use the. <laughs> It's a phone card I can use. It's just under. It's it's gonna be. It's not gonna charge you anything. You know. It's just like he right. uses that, and it just like adds to the humor of it, which is so funny. It it really is. If it. You actually think about it, and it also shows how dated that is. It's like I got a phone card. I know, dude. It's free. One eight hundred collect. You know what I mean? Exactly. Where's or... that guy? Where's that guy out right now with the payphone? <laughs> <laughs> He's at the last payphone. I was like one eight hundred collect. You can do it. Two two yes. two twenty. You know or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I want to call someone collect and see if they actually like (laughs) answer it. That would be hilarious if they could. We could actually do that. You have a you have a collect call from Mike from two thousand two. You know, or like Adam Sandler from your baby boy. From your baby boy, yeah, (laughs) yeah, Big Daddy, nice name drop, yeah, right, nice reference. Thank you. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, then he's like, "Look, you just messed this up." He winds up telling him. Yeah. What are you talking about? She was really sweet. She was really nice. And, you know, I think she's going to call me. She's not going to call you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No way, dude. No way. Oh, Brandy. She goes, that's where the cheesy clip from that that you showed me recently. Yep. Yep. That's it. (laughs) That's the cheesy clip. (laughs) That's the cheesiness. I love love the cheese. I love, love the cheese. Italiano, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Forget about it. So, um, let's see. So we have that going on. After they leave, he winds up telling us. He goes, "Man, your money. You don't even know your money, baby. Your money." Yeah. And just pumping him up, trying to give him the confidence that he needs because it's been so yeah, long. yeah. They've been doing that the whole um. Because then he kind of comes back with a little bit of confidence too, where he kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, because they talk about what the you know his ex girlfriend has that new boyfriend or whatever, and he's like, "What's he doing?" <laughs> like, oh, he. He uh, drives people around in Central Park. He's like, really? Like, you're you're the fun-loving guy. What are you talking about? You're going, like, you know, have your confidence to just get back out there and stuff. Exactly. And I, think that, 
I think that next scene is when they come back to they come back to LA and they're do, like playing on the golf course with his buddy that just moved to LA. Too. Yeah, his other actor friend. Yeah, Ron and Livingston. Yeah, and that's whenever he's trying to give him advice as well. He goes, "Look, all that guy is is a rebound." Yeah, goes, she's gonna be calling you back in like four or five months and everything, trying to get back together with you. Yeah, and of course, you know, being John Favreau's character, he said, "Nah, that's not ever gonna happen," or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been six months. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You know? And they're only like, going to contact you when, when you're completely done with it. You know what I mean? Which is right. true in life. If you're doing something that like, you know, it just kind of people come out of the woodwork with that stuff. You know what I mean? Most definitely. If they you definitely, think you for, if you forgot about something, someone, they're going to call you the next day. <laughs> they definitely will. Basically was gonna happen. Totally unexpected. Yeah. But I, we're going to get to that in a few minutes. But another thing, though, too, I, re- I loved about this, too, was remember the ice hockey Sega game? That oh, dude, I played that all the time. Me, too. I think they're playing. I think they're playing NHL 95. I remember yep. playing 96 all the time. And it was just like the checking and the fighting and stuff was always so great. And <laughs> what's so that's the humor of it, too, is they talk about the instant replay button. He's like, why would they put it in the game? Why would they put it in there? If you want to watch it, you don't want to watch instant replay. Oh, look at it. Look at Ch- oh look at Chelios, you know or whatever. So right. so funny. I've done that to my friends too. I was like, let's look at the rinse and replay. Look at this. Look 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 what's gonna happen. Yeah. Look, yeah. Look, I just totally fucking annihilated you on Mortal Kombat. Look look what's gonna happen to you. What, what's super, going on? Yeah, Gretzky super fan ninety nine right. over here wants to uh, right. and then make his make his head bleed. <laughs> and get this, one of my best friends. He said he told on me. He goes, he made my head bleed. I said, that's not all I'm gonna make bleed. Get back over here and let's play, get finished playing. It. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i love that and that was cool like you could like change the you know i mean video games back in the day were so much better i feel not really but like no. you know you have like a little block <laughs> i guess they're better now yeah but like it, it was funny like you just stop and start and like you know you didn't really like you know it was just right. funny that you could do that exactly when he was yeah, getting the pizza had, or whatever like, three buttons and that was it <laughs> A B yeah. C for the sega that was pretty yeah. much easy the but... easiness of it I liked it when uh, they order takeout, and then Vince Vaughn answers the door. Is he, oh, no, is he nice? Uh, is he nice? Okay. What does he tell him? Right. Does, does he want to come in? <laughs> is he brown? Is he good is he looking? <laughs> yeah, is he good looking, Michael? He's telling me he's brown. He's Michael, still, tell he him he's coming. good skin, don't he? Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? That's actually my friends and I pretty much in high school. We would just bust each other's balls oh, like that. All the time, yeah. Mess with people in public and stuff, too. Right. You had to. I, I was wondering too, like I don't even know that actor's name. I forgot to look it up. The guy that plays the, one of their good friends, because he never really did anything after Swingers, and he was really good in that movie. Right. I would actually think that he would actually do something else because he was a standout in there, just like Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. Yeah. You know, but my question is this: with the answer machine, whenever John Favreau's in his apartment and he's doing the answer machine thing, that was yeah. like Alexa. <laughs> yeah. But, but more of a. Uh, even talking Alexa. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did do the thing. Sorry, my dog's like going nuts. I gotta go. I gotta grab him. Let me get him there. Okay. He cries all the fucking time. Everything I do (laughs) in the pandemic, uh, he just cries. If you do something at home, uh, lock your dogs up because all they do is cry and complain the whole time. Uh, So he's on the chair with me right now. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, the answer machine. But that was. uh, I don't know if we're jumping the gun on that scene, but like even the answer. The answer machine played a big role in the movie too, right? Because uh, probably the biggest role of a lifetime for an answering machine. Uh, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just because uh, then, well, 
I guess we can jump the gun to that with the right. with the with the famous scene of him calling the girl that he meets at the bar. Right. He's like, I'm not gonna call her. I'm not gonna call her. I'm, yeah. He goes, it might be too soon. It's gonna be too soon. It's not yeah. too soon. Is it too it, soon? <laughs> I've done that before though, where I'm like going back and forth in my mind. I'm like, it's too soon. She just gave me her number and everything. She might not be interested. Is she interested? Yeah. Is she not interested? I've done that in my mind. Yeah. So, I'm, I think I'm going to hold this off until tomorrow. Tomorrow sounds good. Yeah, two days. Two, <laughs> two days. Wait, wait, three days. Three days. Two days. Three days. Five days. They always have like a rule of that. But that that scene is just iconic in where he, uh, you know, he gets the girl's number at the bar when they all go out that, that night. And then he uh, he calls her like seven times and just like the answer machine keeps cutting him off. Which is amazing. Anyway, uh, it's Mike again. Um just uh and then he breaks up with her like after the it's just a whole like relationship of uh it's just so fucking funny it is it definitely is but i guess we can also talk about the breakfast scene though down over at the casino i know we're skipping around a little bit but we can actually go back to that part though too yeah. i'm just talking about some of the funny moments in the film yeah but but yeah whenever they're ordering breakfast and he goes yeah, I want the sausage and uh, the pancakes. I forgot what the actual meal it was, but I thought that was actually pretty funny the way he said it. He said, he said, yeah, he says something like, because uh, then the girl like ends up coming by again and breaks his ball, and she's like, "Calm down, Descartes, Descartes, or something <laughs> like that." Something like, uh, "Oh, he wanted something revolution or something like that," you know? It was something like oh. some like Shakespeare thing. Exactly. He tried to do. He's like, like she's gonna get the new age, you know, or whatever. <laughs> oh, and Brandy she, commented. She goes, and then she and then she did. She goes, "Lucky you! I was interested and didn't follow rules." <laughs> Bam! There you um, go. Hey, I knew what I was getting before anything, so I'm blessed for that. <laughs> Brandy with the clutch. <laughs> but yeah, um, then of course you know two. I, I wish that they would actually show a little bit of the comedic part where he's actually on stage a little bit. I wish they would actually show that. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. It is cool. Like, um, I don't think they really needed to, though. I think it was right. all about the relationships um, of him behind it. Like, it was just something, say, like, he, he hosts an open mic night and he's trying to be an actor and stuff, you know? Um, right. Which is which is funny because, like, then, like, after he does do that phone call, he has, like, that mental breakdown in his apartment where Ron Livingston kind of gives him that kind of, like, dude, I moved, I moved out here because I knew how good you were doing. And he's like, how good am I doing? You know, I host an open mic. I, you know, my agent uh, specializes in magicians, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> but it is that thing. Like I, I kind of, uh, cause I watched it last night again too, just to kind of read, cause I've watched it so many times in my life, but like I could quote it like crazy, but just to like get the, you know, just to refamiliarize my familiar, I mess up my words, um, familiarize myself with the movie again. But I related to that so much because like, you don't look at the things that you, like when I first moved here, like to LA myself, like from where I was then and where I am now is a whole different, uh, you know, I've excelled so much. And, but you've got to look at that thing where Mike, uh, John Favreau in his apartment was just like, what do I, what do I have? You know? And it's like, no, look around and see what you actually have. That is really beneficial to, you know? Exactly. It's like, yeah, I may live in a small apartment, studio apartment. You may not have the best looking apartment or the or TV or anything like that, but you're living the dream that you set out to do. So yeah, dude. live the dream. Go with what you're doing. Keep on going. Yeah, and that's what Ron Ron Livingston's character says. He's like, it's manifest destiny, man. He's like, it's sunny out here every day, you know? Like, 
you know, take it. You know, and he just kind of goes on a little monologue and he's like, all that shit, man. But just be proud of yourself, you know? Exactly. And then, you know, that does give him the boost to actually try and make a move again, but then he's still heartbroken. As yeah. Well. He's like, he goes, I got this, man. I got this. I can do this. He goes, you don't have nothing. You're like a teddy bear that's trying to, uh, you're like a cute little teddy bear. And he goes, get these fucking fangs, man. Get these fucking fucking fangs. Yeah. I definitely love that. I mean, just that line alone, the fucking fangs. And then, you know, and then of course, you know, you also have um, him trying just to boost his confidence with that. And he goes, I got some digits. He goes, yeah. (laughs) And John Favreau's like, of course you did. (laughs) Bubbling underneath his breath. Oh, we didn't say we didn't say that too because they go to the party before that, and that's when yeah. Vince Vaughn's talking to that crazy girl. Uh, that's like I remember when I was six years old oh, and yeah. I did, I had a scene, you know, I I I did something in class, and my teacher's like, she's gonna be an actress, and Vince <laughs> is just like, I was watching the the making of the movie, and they said like that was an actual, there was somebody at the party that actually like uh, they seen do that one time and just ripped the number in front of the girl. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> just, just keep going. <laughs> But, oh, that girl, like, you see uh, nothing against L.A. actresses that are listening right now. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's funny. Like, I, I feel like that a lot of actresses are just, like, so just like like that girl in the movie, dude. They're just like, and I knew I was going to be something. I want to be something. Just, like, so over the top. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, I'm never going to call you. Exactly. Not gonna like, okay, Not going to happen. Psycho. Uh, yeah, yeah. Never, <laughs> never going to do it. It's like, are you going to call me? Yeah, I'll call you never. <laughs> yeah, call you never. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, I definitely get that point and everything because some people just try way too hard to try and be something that they're not or whatever, and trying to be overly energetic whenever it comes down to something like that. Yeah, I've seen it a bunch of times, especially in theater class when I was in high school. It's like I got the part and everything. I was like, "What are you? What did you get? I got cleanup crew," and then yeah. they're just going on ahead, just rubbing it in. I'm like, so I just push them over. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because I got tired of it. But you know, I definitely can actually understand from that perspective how that could actually be annoying. <laughs> yeah, and everything's like, okay, I don't need, I don't need you. <laughs> but then it's like he's getting numbers the entire movie too, which is fine. Right, Vince. You know, Vince, right? Vince just has that uh, charisma to draw the girls in and everything. Meanwhile, you have his friend that's actually just suffering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because his whole and he's his philosophy was date as many girls as you want and everything and get their digits to try and get over this hump that you're actually facing and the more he kept on doing that the more damage he was actually causing on jeff john favreau yeah and everything mike but you know i thought that was actually pretty funny though not to see him suffer but just the comedic part where you know the after effects of him trying to hit on somebody he's been out of the game for so long you can tell that he's rusty oh yeah for sure yeah Cause even then talking to the girl, he's like, he was trying to like talk himself up and she's like, you just got an application at my, uh, my work. And he's like, it wasn't me. And then he runs away. <laughs> <laughs> and then also too, I like the other thing. So I don't mean to backtrack, but remember on the camper where he's actually talking about how he got this part where Vince Vaughn rocked the part. Oh for, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Character. <laughs> yeah. And people are over there clapping and everything. And then he goes, well, we got some bad news. Guess what? I didn't get the part. No, they loved you. Guess, but that part is not meant for someone your age. Guess, well, how old? How, how old am I? I mean, come on. How, how yeah. old do I fucking look like? 
And yeah. Goes, um, that's for a 10-year-old. Yeah. No, 11. See, 11 it's, it's, it's for an 11-year-old because then Favreau's like, and you told him double down, right. <laughs> which is an awesome punchline. I love that. I would actually like to get that as a, as a T-shirt, double down. Double down, baby. Double down. I actually have a side. I never. I have a swingers, uh, a swingers frame. I think uh, of them just kind of like in the booth, because that was cool about the place too. Man, is like in the movie itself, they go to so many cool iconic uh, Hollywood places that are out here, um, and just hang out at all these like you know, mostly they're like sw- swing clubs, I guess, but like they're just like night nightlife uh, kind of lounges, which is really cool. Um, like they always go to the Dresden Room. Uh, which is a really cool place. I've been there a couple times. That's where like Sinatra oh, cool. used to hang out and stuff too. Uh, oh, wow. He has like his picture, like Sinatra's pictures on the wall and stuff. But that's where they go when the old lady and the um, I forget his name, Marty and Lorraine or something. Not Marty and Lorraine. That's Back to the Future. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're like playing. It's like a big, cir- big circle bar and the and the and the um, the what's it called and the bucket seats and stuff, which are really cool. You know. Okay. The big lounges. Yeah, I, thought, I thought that was actually cool how they actually gave us a touch of Los Angeles and everything, California, because it did feel like I was actually walking with them to each place, and that's what made it so real, and that's what yeah. I really enjoyed. I love that, yeah, because they do um they do a bunch of following shots in there, which are really cool, um and I love that kind of uh I love that kind of cinematography too, where they're just um. You know, just always just like gorilla. The, it, the whole movie was gorilla style, they said, because the budget itself was. Because um, I was watching the making of it too, but they, they were um, they didn't have the budget for it, so they would just the director would just come with a camera and they would actually go to they would go to the clubs where people are just there. So they were just in the crowds of people, uh, just filming, <laughs> like oh, not wow. setting up. They didn't set up lights or anything. They kind of just like they did like ahead of time, like they knew like lights were going to be like they needed it there. But they didn't, like, they just let it, when the place was open, they didn't, like, close it down to get extras and stuff. Like, everyone in these clubs were just real people that were at the club that night. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which but is really yeah, cool. It definitely worked, though. I mean, it definitely worked out in their favor. It does feel real rather than something that's staged. And you actually yeah. have a nightlife of what it's like to be in, in a club like that. Yeah. So, that's something it's I so really cool. appreciate it. Yeah. <clears throat> so... There's also another thing that I like though too when they're all eating, and they're in, and of course he goes I got he goes don't worry about me I can do this I got this now I'm totally fine I'm over her. And oh he's, yeah. He's, oh my he he was saying oh Mike's a big boy now he's a big he's all boy gro- he's all grossed up <laughs> he's all grows up he's all yeah. he's got this he's hey 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 he's all grown up. <laughs> I love that, dude. That that what's so funny about that scene? That that scene was improv too. They just kind of rolled with it, where Vince Vaughn gets on the table and starts dancing, and he's like, and he's grossed up, and he's grossed up. You're all grossed up, Mikey. You're all grossed up. The, the one scene I love in that part, the part of that scene though, is when he like when he's talking to the person behind him, and he like taps on his shoulder. He's like, hey, our boy's all grown up, and then he gives him a plate of food. <laughs> that <laughs> made me laugh. That that gets me every single time. That was my second or third time watching this film i still yeah. laugh at that scene and oh. you can you can tell the other actor uh 
you know, the guy, the guy um, that was from LA, he, uh, he's just cracking up the whole time. Cause you know, that probably wasn't planned at all. You know, just right. him giving him, him giving him the plate, dude. <laughs> it's <just> so funny. <laughs> that was such a Vince Vaughn move though. So good. Yeah. I really so, enjoyed that. Uh, so funny. Then of course, you know, my question is with the answer machine, do you think that was a subconscious that was actually doing that where it was playing tricks on him or was it, the actual answer machine itself just going awry. Um, what do you mean in the beginning? You mean? Yeah, my, that was one of the questions I had for you. Was like, what did you think about that? As far I know, it's a oh. funny scene, but yeah, it's it, it's funny because they had a lot of those scenes um, where, like, that was saying, like, she's never going to talk to you again. I think it just it's in his mind. Okay. Um, which it kind of broke reality that way a couple times. Like even in the in the scene too. Um, when he finally talks to the the one girl, uh, I forget the actress's name. Uh, she's in a lot of stuff, but she's a real famous actress. But it like cuts to him looking at her, and out of nowhere, she's a bunny rabbit. Um, you know, it kind of cuts those subconscious things where I think it just happens in his mind. Um, okay. So yeah, because a lot of that stuff, I think that's the only time they only do it two or three times in the movie where it breaks that kind of like reality of it, which is really cool. I like that. Me too. You know. I really thought it elevated the story and not only that made it funny. So it was just something that I was just thinking about as I was watching it. <clears throat> yeah. It would be a good question to actually ask you on what you thought about that scene opposed to maybe subconscious, subconsciousness and, you know, yeah. something to do with that. So I always love that stuff because, like, it's kind of like we all talk to ourselves. You know what I mean? I hope so. Do we all? I don't know. I do. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's all kind of like it's just your inner monologue, you know? So, like, for him, looking at the phone, that's what happened, and he's just like, she's not gonna fucking call back, you know? No. It's just the inner monologue of that. So. And then, okay, so, what scene do you want to talk about now? Because I know that we were went back a little bit, so what other scene did you want to <clears throat> catch up on? Um, let's, well, the scene with, uh, what is her, what's, what's her name? The actress, uh, can you look it up? Uh, uh I can look it up on my iPad. She's, yeah. uh, that's the scene when he talks. He finally, they go to the Dresden or whatever, and they finally talk. And uh, let me see. Hold on. My dog's crying. He's not helping, trying to figure out what what her name is. But he's getting frustrated. He's, uh, yeah, he's like, "Who is she? What is happening? What's her name?" Uh, here we go. Uh, Heather Graham. There it is. Heather Graham, oh, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Heather Graham. Uh, he finally meets Heather Graham. Uh at the club and what's cool was like she's not like he's trying to talk to her at the bar that's when he sees her as a bunny rabbit but that's when he's got this confidence again in himself and he goes to talk to her it's kind of like the same thing in the beginning but then she starts breaking his balls about something and then uh saying like oh you're not a real man and he's like no i like quiche you know it's something like quiche they make a joke of but then it's it's real cool because then uh then they kind of connect on that level. Like she actually is vulnerable and says that she left someone behind uh, at her hometown. And then he, he goes into that and they kind of connect. And then, then they do that famous dancing scene, um, which is really funny because they keep cutting back in that scene from them dancing and John like doing it up. Right. And uh, Vince Vaughn just like kind of like crying and cheers. And he's like, look at our boy. It's on, baby. It's on. It's <laughs> and on, baby. He's like, yeah, I know it's on. I know it's on. I got it. You know? Yeah. Like, no, it's on. It's fucking on. It's fucking on, baby. It's on, baby. It's on, baby. Look at him. Look at him. Look yeah. at him go. 
He's, he's yeah. money. I told you it was money. <laughs> so, Which is awesome too, because then at the end of that, when he when he walks her to her car, he has that moment of uh, you know that moment of like being able to have confidence and get the girl's number. But then she also like it's a mutual thing, you know what I mean? Which is cool because they connected on that level instead of just being like, you know, we didn't talk about that one scene too when he goes to the party with Ron and he says hi to that one girl and she's like, "What kind of car do you drive?" <laughs> right, and that was hilarious. He goes, uh, yeah. I, I don't drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? He's like, what kind of car do you drive? It's like, are you kidding me? That reminds me, like, in high school or whatever, I didn't drive until, like, my 12th grade year. So it was like, what kind of car do you drive? Hot yeah. Wheels, Mustang. I yeah, yeah. I want. The only problem is there's always a jackass that wants to actually park over me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I ride, I ride a bike. Uh, yeah. I was like, uh-huh. okay, I don't think so. <laughs> my my mom has a Ford Taurus. Does that count? <laughs> it's funny. It, it definitely is. Uh, but yeah, I definitely love the confidence that he has in himself now. That's a story arc. It goes from being so down in the dumps to now having the confidence and getting better. And then also, too, what I really have to say that made me laugh was the part where she winds up, he winds up telling her, oh, it'll get better and everything. It, it usually does. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm like, well, <laughs> that yeah. told me right there. I'm like, okay, you know what's going on. You know the fact that she's going through something that you went through yourself and can connect with her on that level and also be there for her. So I thought that was actually pretty cool on how they actually connect like that, like you mentioned. But I, it's just funny hearing it coming from his mouth and everything, especially when he was down in the dumps for this whole entire movie. And yeah. then he goes, oh, it'll get, it'll get better and everything. I know six months is a long time, but it'll get better. Yeah, which is cool. And then the very, like, one of the final scenes is when uh, he, you know, he's he's thinking about calling her, but he wants to wait those three days. And then his ex-girlfriend calls him. And he's like, "It's I haven't talked to you in six months, you know? And she's right. like, I've, I've been thinking about things, you know? Yeah, she goes, I've been thinking about things, and, you know, I think that we should try and get back together again. And then at that same time, the other girl from the other night goes, look, Heather Graham, baby. And you know what? He's actually panicking at that moment. He goes, look, I gotta go. Uh, yeah, bye. which is I, so I, cool. He's like, can I just call you back? Like, I'm sorry, can I? And, uh, you know, which is awesome. Because they have that, it's a funny thing, too, where, like, they do the audio transition um, where she's like, all right, well, I'm going to be out of town for a week. He's like, well, I'll call you. I'll call you when you get back in town, you know? And then, uh, she's like, all right, bye. And she's like, as she's saying, I love you. It's, he kind of just, he kind of clicks over. <laughs> it's like, I love you. <laughs> just, he's like, Hey, Lorraine, you know, how are you doing? I was yeah. just thinking about you. And then that, and which is how they connected was she talks about like, well, my friend said I had to wait three days, but then, you know, it's something with this and he's just smiling, you know? Right, because they both had that nervousness about them. And yeah. So that's what I really liked. And then finally, it goes into the whole entire thing where they're actually together and everything's actually going, getting better for them. So I really yeah. have to, this movie was really good and inspiring, though. Like if you were trying to be an actor or whatever or a comedian, I'd definitely recommend this movie. Yeah, I love this movie just just for the fact that if you were thinking of, um, you know, any independent filmmakers too, man, like they had that, he wrote the script, they had the dream of doing it, they 
were able to get kind of funding from other places and uh, just kind of make it, which now, I mean, that was 1997. So that was like during like, you know, even Clerks like was 94. Like it was hard to kind of get movies made independently. But now like, dude, if you have something that's funny, just, just make it and see where you can go with it. You know what I mean? And it was just an honest story and it was simple. And, um, you know, and he, uh, he said like, as he wrote it, like that was kind of autobiographical was like him just like that was like the stories of him and his buddies going out and he kind of like built it into one and it just you know it kind of made his it made his career in a way you know that's what that's what i appreciated everything is a simplistic uh plot of it it feels real you can connect with it you actually know these characters feel like you know them because you can actually connect with them as well because maybe you might have a friend that busts each other's balls like they do yeah, for each other, things like that. So, this movie definitely has all kinds of layers to it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's weird too. Like watching it, like watching it, like now, like I'm relating to it a lot because I mean, his name is Mike, uh, <laughs> and he's a comedian in LA. And it's just like you kind of go through those kind of like lulls of like being like, "What the fuck am I doing out here?" You know. But right. then realizing like, this is why I'm here. You know, this is why I'm doing it. Um, I'm going to meet a guy named John for the Movie Lovers Unite podcast. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know. Right. Be do- the, rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history, dude. Right. Yeah. But I just want to say thank you for being on the show with me, man. I mean, this has been fun just, you know, just shooting the shit with, about swingers and everything. And, yeah, you know, I, I really enjoyed when we did Goodfellas. That was fun and things like that, too. Yeah. You're so money, John. You know, you're so money. Nah, you're, you're so, so money, money baby. And you're grossed up and you're gross you're grossed up, Johnny. You're grossed up. And Johnny's grown up. Look at look. Look at him. Look. I'm not even gonna eat this. I'm not even gonna eat it. I'm not even gonna eat it. <laughs> but yeah, um, so my other thing is too, like how's everything been going as far as the, um your professional career going with the com- being comedian and all that? Um, well, just like Mike and, uh, swingers, I'm struggling. No, I'm doing, uh, <laughs> it's going good, man. It's, uh, you know, I'm doing virtual shows. Uh, this is on YouTube right now, right? This, yeah. uh, live stream. Yeah. If you're watching on YouTube as you should be right now, uh, you can also, once you're done with this, go to my YouTube at perk productions and I do my live talk show, which you watched, uh, I think last month. Um, yeah. and I appreciate that. Yeah. I do a live talk show called another late show tonight. With Mike Perkins, uh, where we do, um, you know, I do a monologue up top, and then we have musical guests and stuff, and that that's been my strong, uh, my flagship thing of that. And then also with the podcast, another podcast tonight we do like with the house band and my buddy okay. Paul Brodo. Um, so just been keeping strong with that man, trying to stay positive during the whole right. pandemic and all that, you know. Um, right, and it also keeps you sharp with being uh, doing your commu- uh, community timing and everything else too. You know what's that? What's that? It's kind of. I said it keeps you fresh with your comedic timing, with doing your uh, comedy and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. And you know, and the same thing, man. Like doing, you're doing a podcast and stuff. You know, it's just like as long as you're staying active and creative, I think that's the most important thing right now. Oh, um, to just uh, just keep kind of pushing through the best you can. You know, just to stay creative and uh, just be money, baby. You know. Exactly. Just be money. All right. So, so this is actually, I. by the way, everybody, if you guys want to, you guys don't have to, but we do have a place where you can donate to the show now. 
is called buymeacoffee.com slash movie lovers. Get me jacked up on some caffeine. Go on ahead and donate to the show. Or, you know, if you want to, go on ahead go to GoFundMe.com slash Movie Lovers Unite. Tamika actually set up a GoFundMe page over there. We also have a place for all your entertainment needs and everything at www.MovieLoversUnite.com. Gives you all kinds of movie news and also movie reviews. We also have a Pinterest called Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. We also have a podcast on all platforms. We also have two on Instagram, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. On Facebook, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. On Twitter, Movie Lovers Unit. <laughs> and then... <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a Movie Lovers Unit. Right over here. <laughs> you're, on, you're on Pinterest, too? Huh? You're on Pinterest? Yeah. Man, look at you just getting all avenues right there. Look at that. Right? Trying to get it all. Just trying to get all that money, baby. That's all you I'm got so, You got someone on Pinterest making, like, Movie Lovers Unite out of, like, macaroni and shit. <laughs> just, like, Pinterest stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, That's awesome. I can just see that. What the fuck am I looking at? I thought I was supposed to look at movies. Yeah. Is this a, <laughs> is this a movie or arts and crafts? Pauly. That's great. Spaghetti. <laughs> you know? That's all you got to do. I'm Italian. I'm close enough. I'm short, but hey. You won't know the difference because I'm on a camera and I'm also seven, six feet away from you. So we'll be <laughs> I love but, it. That's awesome. You're on all those platforms, man. Thank you, man. I do appreciate it. We just got on uh, Amazon Music for the podcast. Hell yeah. Just last month. And Stitcher is actually going to be part of Sirius Radio. Cool. Soon. So I'm going to be on there, though, too. So I, I, things are actually picking up pretty well for me. I'm very blessed to actually have that going on. That's great. So, that's awesome. Thanks, man. I do appreciate. Well, I appreciate it. you. I appreciate you having me on the show, man. That's, that's oh, fun. you're welcome. Anytime. Like I said, you're more than welcome on the show. I know your schedule is hectic and everything. So, but yeah, you know, we did the Goodfellas one. What, like two months ago, maybe? I don't yeah, even know. Two months ago, and something like I'm that. You on again? It's just our schedules were just all over the place and stuff like that. To where we now was actually to where we could actually get something going. Yeah. So. 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 Let's see here. Another thing, guys, we also have a Patreon. I forgot to mention this. We actually have a $10 tier where you can actually view old classic movies from the 1950s or 90s and stuff like that. For the classic, That's the classic tier. For $10, you can actually do a documentary series or all reviews because we're doing documentary series. And then for a $20 tier, you have both of those plus a digital, free digital copy of a movie. And this month, we're actually reviewing Caesar. The 1956 gangster film. So we're actually oh, cool. doing that. So Tamika and I are going to be on that, doing that stuff. We have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, tomorrow, I actually don't have a lot going on, so we might actually do an Ask Me Anything or something like that. Thursday, I'm going to be on my friend's podcast, Ben Rayner, and we're going to be doing uh, Adam Sandler's Best and Worst movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be doing We're coming! <laughs> so, a lot of good stuff over here. And always until next time, guys. It's been great. It's been a pleasure to actually have you back on, man. I can't wait to actually have you on again. Thanks and so always much. until next time. And good luck on your show. Bye-bye.